All right, no lapel mic. No respect. This is Griff's brain dump. Is me, Griff. Obviously, how you doing? Are you well? Uh, it is Monday. Monday, uh, 8:49. I'm driving towards the studio for late nights and wet wipes. See, so I'm recording the pod on the way to a pod, and I'll probably finish the rest of this pod on the way back from that pod. That's what I'm doing now. Uh, how you doing? Um, How's your week been? What have you been up to? I recorded with the ESM boys um, on, well, yesterday. On yesterday, you know, that's that's not how you speak. Yesterday, um, I'll say that they were just turning off this road. Let's not get crashed into. Um, recorded with ESM guys yesterday, not yesterday, Saturday. Saturday, that's what I did this week. Um, anything else? Gigged. Gigged Sunday, Hackney Week, Kevin J's I Love Comedy with um, Ishan Akbar. Ali Woods and Quincy did that Friday. Bloody Friday. I think I was in my yard on Friday. Did you in my house? Good. Well done, me. Thursday, I was in St Albans. St Albans, local to me. Local gig, um, which is nice in a private, not private members club, but you know what I mean. The one is not, not like. Freemason level private members club, just the one where if you come in, you can use our Wi Fi for free. By free, we mean you know, two grand a year. That's is that one. What do you get for being a member of this club? It's just, just get to be a member, isn't it? Get to uh, have exclusivity. Oh, is no one else allowed to drink at the bar then? No, no, they, they need to make money, so no, of course, I'll drink at the bar. Oh, right. Get use, get use of the meeting rooms, you know, when you're working from home. But look, that means you have to leave my home to use this. Yeah, I'm not getting it, fella. I'm not getting what I'm paying this two grand a year for. Well, you know, it's like it's really cool. They have cool events here as well. Right, how many have you been to this year? None. Oh, right, cool, cool. Two, two grand a year, yeah? Good. This, I'm, I'm shitting on it. It's, um, I've been to Soho House. I've been to, I don't know what's that officially called, White City? Soho House, that television set, that one. Been to that. Um, I've been to a few of these little private members clubs. I can't remember their names. There's one in Dalston. And do what? They all do look nice. The bars are sexy and cool. Um, it's quiet. But it's like, you know, if it was free, I might join. But as it's not, I just don't know what I'm paying for. I said maybe my working class sensibilities, where I want to see, you know, not even half price, free drinks on a Friday. I wouldn't be able to use facilities enough that I get my money back. You know what I mean? That's that's how I understand these things. Like like a press subscription. That made perfect sense to my working class brain. It was like 30 quid a month. I was like, oh, that's a bit expensive. Five barista made drinks per day. What? Yep. So you're saying if I just drink eight drinks a month, I'm up. So, yep. Like, sign me up. That's literally the sad, that's the bit I'm most upset about, leaving Central London with the new job. Is that, I 
won't be able to get on the Pret subscription. I don't have it. There's no Pret near me. It looks at Costa. That's the nearest coffee shop to me. Expensive coffee shop. Overpriced coffee. And um, to get a free coffee there, you have to buy 10. Buy 10 coffees, get get one free. And they, they see that as a, a genuine special offer. Hey guys, hey, hey. Don't say we don't look after you, hey. 10 coffees are what, like even Nando's gives out chicken more frequently than, than that. The cost of giving out coffee, like, that's, that's horrible. It's head. Hey, foot. Ugh. Not a chance. So, um, yeah. That's what's been going in my week. <laughs> but I gigged another part of this week as well, did I? Did I gig out another time this week? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I feel like I've done some, I've, something cool this week. And I, it's left my mind completely. Hmm. Have I? Have I done something else cool this week? I don't think I have. I need to check my calendar. That's how my life is now. It's just all, all calendar based. But, um, no. I don't think I did anything. Monday. I feel like I was busy this week. I feel like I was out all the time. I played football Tuesday. Did I keep Wednesday? No. I don't, I don't know what the hell I did this week, man. What I did this week. There's no football on either. We Tottenham playing right now. Are we winning? I don't know what the lineup is. I was too busy. Too busy today. Do I, I just realised, I'm talking about our flipping working class sensibilities. Do I happen today? I was working from home. Because uh, it's my last week and didn't want to go in on a Monday. So it's working from home today. And I thought, ah, oh, let me just get all this stuff done. I'll get a coffee. I might record the pod while working from home. Multitasking. And then just as I was about to do that, the doorbell rang. I uh, looked on the camera. It was cleaners. We have a cleaner. Working class. We have a cleaner. We actually have two cleaners because Naomi can't decide which cleaners to sack. As in, she got recommended one, that one let her down, so she found another one, and the one who let her down ended up being a bit more being reliable, so now they're both working alternate weeks, thinking they're doing two weekly cleans, fortnightly cleans, but we're actually getting a cleaning service weekly, because no, we can't decide which one to get rid of. Just hemorrhaging money. And what happened today is I couldn't make a coffee or record my pod because I had cleaners in my house. It made me feel awkward. So I had to stay in the spare room, where, which is my office. Which has a double bed in it. That's the fourth bedroom. Working class! <laughs> but no. Um, yeah, man, what, what, what else have we... Yeah, so that, that happened today. Flipping hell, yeah. Memory's absolutely gone. But um, what's going on in the world? What's going on in the news? I don't even know what's been happening in the news. Um, no, it's obviously Israel, Gaza, still going on. 
spoke about that on the ESM pod, so I'm not going to repeat myself really. Nothing news, nothing news happening um, on that really. I guess um, what's the word? What's the word when you're not shocked but you're disappointed? But it's like dismayed. I had reports of just how much anti-Semitism and how much Islamophobia is happening. Are we really that thick in this country? Because I, I don't like to other. It is in the sense of, well, that's not me, it's those people. No, it's, there's something that we've been educated, the way we're taught that, because Israel do something, it's the Jews' fault, and because Palestine, no, because Hamas has done something, it's Palestinians' fault, and it's not just Palestinians' fault, it's Arabs, it's not just Arabs, it's all Muslims. There's, there's a few more like steps to make for those guys. But Israelis, Jews, he's just, he, he speaks to Jewish person, he's like, they have to answer for what Israel's done. They're like, what? I've never even been to Israel. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I saw the comments. Um, I don't know why I always get drawn to what is actually just what happens. I'm always interested to know what people don't think like me. I think you know, how they're going to articulate it. You know, like for example, there's a black boy who got uh, stopped and arrested by police for shooting a water pistol. Armed police, 13 year old with a water pistol. I saw it in the Daily Mail. I saw it in the Guardian, I saw it in the Independence. I don't read it. I don't read it in the Daily Mail. So I want to see what the comments say. Uh, do what the comments are saying? I need to see the gun first. I need to see how, how realistic it looks. The, no, no, no. No, need to, need, to see, need to see the gun. So funny seeing shit like that. Because I know when I click on the Guardian, it's going to be like, oh, police brutality of black children, the black boys. Like, they'll just be on that one. Which is where I'm lit leading to but it's like it's just funny because because i knew that's what my response was so who could have who could possibly have a different response to a 13 year old having armed police run up on him that's like daily mail readers let's have a read need to see the gun first need to see the gun first. do what's funny three hours later on the daily mail online website it's like this is the gun and they showed it and how many comments do you think was on this article? Because this gun was blue and grey and had like a, a bub- bubbles coming out of it. It looked like. And uh, zero, zero comments. Zero, zero comments on that story. Because, yeah, can't argue that one. That looks like a fucking toy. And this just makes you laugh like these people. We all do it. Especially in that we engage with stuff we disagree with. We engage with stuff that we, well, sorry, we engage with stuff that we disagree with from someone we don't like. We engage with stuff that we agree with from someone we do like. What we have an issue with on the internet is engaging with someone doing something that we like, but we hate them. And we might not even hate them personally. It's just our team, whatever team we're on, on the internet hates them. So, for example, when Piers Morgan says something that's actually agreeable, it's like, I ain't liking that. I'm not sharing that status. 
Well, I agree. <laughs> or someone we like say something we don't like or act in a way that we don't like. We just, well, Ray Charles to that. Never happened. And that's how we always get exposed for our hypocrisy. When you argue with someone, they just flipping bat you because they know you're just being a hypocrite. So I thought, right, I saw some images of uh, Palestinian rally. I was like, I actually don't know what the right view is on this. Not the right view, the right, like the political right in the in the culture wars. I don't know what their view is on this. And it, it was all this. It's all conflations against Muslims. Like, oh, religion of peace, eh? Look at this. And I was like, okay. I mean, I don't agree with that, but I understand why you got there. Uh, but yeah, I don't need to detail the degrees of separation. But what was really interesting was someone talking about immigration. There you see, this is an example of multicultural multiculturalism gone wrong because most of the, in their minds, everything's left or right, woke or not, and a process for Palestine is woke lefty bullshit. Okay? So they're all there, the GB News. Uh, commenters and um, what I found the most funny is they go yeah multiculturalism look where it's gone wrong is that oh so what you're saying is is that if a region has people living there of one culture maybe another country with different culture shouldn't you know enter that land and that uh, maybe that group, that isn't like our group, should cease existence. And I was like, you guys aren't even pro-Israel. You're not even anti-Palestine. You are literally Hamas. <laughs> People in the comment section of GV News sounding like Hamas. It is wild, buddy. Absolutely unbelievable scenes, Jeff. Right, I'm at the pod, so I'm going to stop talking to you guys, and I'm going to get up there. Um, I'm late, but I'm reasonably late. Why is this front sensor not coming on? Watch, watch it come on now, prick. Smash your car up first. Alright, anyway people, I'm out of here. Peace and pause. Would you believe that the first part of this pod was recorded well on time, and then the second part... Well, I said, well, on time, it was late on Monday, right? Well, we're here Friday. It's Friday recording this part of the pod. Just the Dear Deirdre bit. That's, that's it. I haven't had a chance to sit down and just read some Dear Deirdre. So I want to do this. Tie off the pod. Apologise for the pod being released late. But it is what it is. Will I even remember to stitch these two bits together and release it? Probably not. It's ridiculous. I'm a shambles. And I'm ashamed of myself. Well, let's get on to the Dear Deirdre's. And we're going to do just 15 minutes of a rattle through and uh, get indoors because I'm parked outside my house on a Friday. Uh, right, uh, I've made a mistake that could cost me everything. Dear, 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 foolish mistake has almost certainly cost me my marriage and looks set to make my livelihood as a vicar too. Take my livelihood as a vicar. Oh, so you are a vicar who has smashed someone in the congregation? He's got to be someone in the congregation. It's the power. Let's see. I was weak and got involved with a parishioner. I knew it was from the parish. I was about to say parish, but I wasn't sure parish was the right thing to say. My wife says she can never forgive me, but I still love her so much. 
Jeez. I'm 55, my wife is 53, and the woman I had a brief affair with is 38. My wife and I have been married for 30 years. Uh, so this person was, was eight. Well, you got married. Jesus. And we brought up two lovely children who are now adults. We met at university and she was the only woman I'd ever had a sexual relationship with. And then you search the internet and you... You saw that someone giving the guck guck 5,000 and you was like, well, Margaret doesn't do that. You you went to the d darkest recesses of the internet and you saw things and you unlocked doors in your brain. There's like, well, Margaret doesn't do that. <laughs> oh, dear. There's uh, but even though I had offers, it comes with the territory. I'd never even looked at another woman, let alone contemplated being unfaithful. Over the past few years, my relationship with my wife has grown less close. Oh, how comes? Menopause has taken um, her sex, taken away her sex drive, and work commitments mean we don't spend much time together. A parishioner came to see me to talk about her own marriage problems. We soon struck up a friendship, and I realised I could talk to her in a way I could no longer do with my wife. That's the issue. Because that's the seeds, right? When you have these emotionally driven affairs, is when you're saying stuff to uh, another person of the, you know, a person of the sex that you're attracted to. So, uh, so in my case, it'd be a woman. I want to talk to another woman about things about me that my wife doesn't know, but they do. There shouldn't be anything that any woman knows about me that my wife doesn't. There might be some things that guys might know that my wife does, but even then, you gotta get to a certain age, and you got. You gotta grow up and you No, especially if it's about I'm not talking about like your history or things you've done. Not that. I'm talking about you, how you're feeling, what's making you what makes you tick. You know? If you're stressed, if you're if you're happy, if you're excited, if you're down, your 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 spouse has gotta know that. And if they don't, then someone else outside of the outside of therapist, they can't know that. So anyway, one evening she kissed me. I'm ashamed to say we ended up having sex in my office. Golly. Afterwards, I felt enormous guilt and said it couldn't happen again. But we hadn't been discreet enough. Oh! Golly! You would have got away with it if it wasn't for those pesky kids. Somebody suspected that our relationship had become inappropriate and told my wife and other parishioners. Jesus, I didn't even confront you first. That means they must have got hardcore evidence. You know, they went to knock on the door. It's like, Father Joseph... And they're just hearing just, oh, the, uh, 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 uh. just hearing that from the other side of the door. <laughs> they're like, I'll come back tomorrow. Uh, you know, it's the nosiest, most busybody woman in the church. She probably has a little thing for, for, for Father Joseph. You know what I mean? Damn. My wife was angry, heartbroken and embarrassed. She has said she wants a divorce and it's because she's telling my superior, golly, so I would face suspension or even dismissal. Is there any hope for me and my wife? I could cope with losing my job, but not her. Not her love too. Ah, oh, man. You're going to lose both, man. Hell hath no fury like woman scorns. And you have scorned this woman. And she feels rightfully scorned. Uh, buddy, you're going to have to just take your licks. That's what it is. Just going to have to take your licks. Um, one time in 30 years I mean, it's, it's good, good stats <laughs> It's not zero in 30, but one in 30 years Not that bad stats But the timing of the one is horrendous 
You know what I mean? If, you, if you're going to cheat on your wife once in 30 years, let it be early doors, first year. Get 29 years later, she finds out and she, she's just pissed off about an idea. You know what I mean? Let her, I mean, you might unravel, she might be like, oh, can I trust anything you've done now? Well, that might happen. But I feel that that's better than 30 years stronger than, yeah, last week I cheated on you. You are? I don't know. There's never a right time, is there? But I don't know, it's a rough one. But you have to take your licks, mate. But what can you do if you are a vicar? You know, if you're a vicar or priest, you know, clergyman, you've done that all your life. What other jobs can you do? You have day jobs, innit? They do have day jobs. I'm trying to think. Because I know, like, you get a, you get a, you know, a salary and that. But I think some of them, it's like an MP, innit? Like... You want a little bit more of the side. Financially, not, not maritally. But yeah, see, maybe you have other jobs. So yeah, I can see why it's like, forget the career, don't care, it's what my wife. You just gotta, you gotta just, gotta lose all sense of pride, man. Beg. Beg. My puppy love. I thought my husband would love our puppy, but I couldn't have imagined what would happen. He loves the puppy more than you, and it's overtaken. That's what it is. Or he hates the puppy and he's left it outside in the rain. Let's see. I think he loves it more than you. Let's go. Dear, dear, dear I was excited to bring home a new puppy. But my partner's furious and now he won't talk to me. He says I should have consulted him and that it shows I don't care about his feelings. He even said we should split up because we don't understand each other. God damn. Is this your, this is your partner, not your husband? Right. How long have you been together for? After 10 years together. I can't believe our relationship is falling apart over a dog. I'm 45, he's 47. It's not the dog. You have been ignoring this man's feelings for 10 years. I'll tell already. That's what it is. You just ride roughshod over him. You ask him what he wants to do. He tells you what he wants to do. And you go, no, Gary, that's stupid. Doing this. And then you do it. And they like, see, you enjoyed this, don't you? And he's like, yeah, 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 whatever. That's what's happened. I can tell. I can tell. This this is a typical straw that broke the camel's back type of thing. Is this? You think it's about the dog? Trust me. But I bet in, this, I bet in your defence, he doesn't vocalise when he's been pissed off. Like a typical bloke. Just bottles it up. And it all goes to, like, your prostate. <laughs> I swear. It's why we die younger than women. Why? Because we do stupid shit. And two, because we just bottle up emotion and just give ourselves various cancers. I swear. He knows I've always wanted a dog. And now my kids have left home. Uh, I've been feeling lonely when he's at work. Yeah, but the dog's there when he comes home. And he probably wants to spend time with you. Not with... So when I saw an ad online offering puppies for sale, I rang up straight away. But yeah, you've got to talk about talk this through i went to see the dogs i fell in love with one of the litter a gorgeous black and white border collie uh that evening my husband came home and saw the puppy and went mad he didn't even stroke the poor little thing because he doesn't give a fuck about dogs there's not everyone likes dogs they're on my list they're on my list and it's because of people like you my list is i've got a list of things that i uh, that i hate that other people love um i'll give you the list now I'm working on making it more of a bit on, on stage, but here's a list of uh, things. And, and so it's beaches, fireworks, um, swimming pools, like at home, swimming pools. Um, 
what was another one? Don't like uh, nachos. Nachos is a big one. Uh, dogs, cats, but I'm not sure that I hate dogs. I think I just hate people who love dogs, and not everyone loves people who loves dogs. But it's this. It's this blind thing of but it's the dog. But it's the dog. Hug the dog. It's the dog. I love the dog. He's my dog. 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 Imagine that's how people must feel if you don't have kids, don't want kids, and you talk to someone who talks about their bloody kids. And I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? That's, that's totally fair. Um, I, I'm seeing a side of him. But sorry. So he didn't even straight the poor little thing. After that, he, he moved into the spare room and stopped talking to me. I'm seeing a side of him I've never seen before, and I'm hurt and upset. There's no way I'm, I'm taking the pooch back. I've already fallen in love, but I also don't want to lose my partner over a dog gate. What shall I do? Um, you'd be like, why didn't you talk to him? Um, like, it's, yeah, it's a huge commitment. It's a huge commitment, a dog. That is literally like adopting a child. You know what I mean? This is Jemba. He's our new child. He's from Africa. Jemba, is that how you pronounce your name? Jemba? Is it Jemba? He's our son. He's 17. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't, you can't just take on that commitment without talking to your partner, man. It, even if it wasn't the first thing you've done. Like, if it was the first thing you've done, it's such a big thing to do. It's like getting pregnant on your own. It's crazy. You can't... Yeah, this is big... These are things you have to talk about. There's some things you don't have to talk about. Yeah? You bought yourself a new top. You don't talk about that. Money's tight, but it's a bit reckless. But I bought... It's expensive. I bought myself a handbag. It's, I don't care. It's expensive. We've got bills to pay, but... I, that's annoying. But... Pets? Kids? Homes? Oh, bought a house. What? Slap... Yep. Yeah. Went to see the house, put an offering. Wait, he pardon? We're moving house. Hey? No. Uh, right, let's get another one. First nerves. How do I text the girl I like? I'm too shy to talk to her. If you're over 20, I'll punch you in the chest. Dear, dear G, would it be creepy to send a girl I like a text message even though she has never given me her contact details? Very much so. For fuck's sake. Why do you even think... You, listen to your question. I mean, there's no such thing as a dumb question. But your question says why it's wrong. Would it be creepy? You literally... Yes. Yes. Yes, it would. I can get a number from a mutual friend, but I'm worried she'll think I'm a stalker. No, you... No. No. Just... That mutual friend's a shit friend. Unless you ask the mutual friend to ask her. That's something different. But just DM her on socials like a normal weirdo. Yeah? You can't just get her number and then just text. A text is such an intimate thing for me. Like, you don't, how do you get my number? When someone texts me, oh, I don't know. My first, how do you get my number? They could offer me a million pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fetch in the mill. But how do you get my number? That's, that's how I'm always thinking. We're both 17 at college. She waved at me yesterday. 
but I wasn't wearing glasses, so I didn't realise until too late. I'm worried she thought I blanked her and was hurt. I figured I could... You go to college together, let's go... Let's torture at college, dickheads. Why are you making it weird? Let's go... Hey, the other day, you waved me. I, I didn't have my glasses on. Sorry. You've, there's your icebreaker. You can talk there. Hey, how you doing anyway? That's it. You actually go to college with her. Torture her at college in person, I swear. This generation, I'm an old, I'm old man bag now, this generation don't know how to talk to each other face to face. You literally see the girl face to face, you're like, can I get your number to talk to you via phone? No, talk to her there. Jeez. Oh, so I worried that she thought I'd blank her and was hurt. I figured I could text her to explain and say that I like her. I fancied her for ages and I think she likes me too, but I'm too shy to talk to her. Here's the messed up thing. Um, if she actually likes you, you're going to blow this up by being a weirdo and texting her and getting her number. She's like, oh, that's a bit weird. You literally go and talk to her and she likes you. She'd be all shy. Ah, it's okay. That's it. And then you ask for a number then. Here's the funny thing. This is what I'm teaching my kids how to talk to, to people, right? It's all about having a dialogue about what is happening in the moment. That was a skill I learned when chatting to girls, right? So, for example, this thing, you're nervous. You don't want to think kids thing. So, you go out to something like, hey, sorry, I thought we blanked the other day. And I, sorry, I know this might sound weird. There you go. Always point out what's weird. You know, this might sound weird. And they're like, oh, okay, you, you understand what's happening is weird. That makes me feel calm. I know something like weird, uh, but you waved me the other day and I didn't wave you back because then my glasses on, didn't see it. But they're like, oh, it's okay. I go, oh, I just didn't want you to think I was rude and stuff. Um, I'm not weird, though, just blanking you. And, th and then you can judge from their reaction, how they're talking. And then you go, yeah. But um, I like to talk to you more. Which I know is a bit strange. Like, can I get your number? Because I don't... I feel a bit embarrassed talking to you in front of all these people who might listen. I mean, they don't care what I'm talking about with you, but I feel embarrassed. There you go. Just that raw honesty. Trust me. People don't know what to do with it. Like, oh, yeah, okay. That's how you do it. That's how I used to get numbers in clubs. I go, oh, look, I've been trying to make eye contact with you all night to, you know, see if it's all right to come over and talk to you. But I haven't, so I've had to tap you on the shoulder like a bloody weirdo. Hi, I'm Darren. <laughs> That's what it'd be. Just like, I'm going to just let you know what's happening. I'm going to ask you a number. At the start of the conversation... By the way, I've come over here to ask you a number. So, if that's a possibility, let's continue the conversation. If that's not a possibility, we can end this conversation right now. And some girls would find that hilarious. Other girls would be like, okay, that's weird. There you go. Just That's, also, that's the worst that's going to happen, is you're not going to talk to her. But you get a number normally, mate. Just be a normal. Be a normal. Um, right, I think that's it. All right, one last one, one last one, and then we're, we're, we're going because this one's too funny. My self-esteem has been on the floor since my wife made a jibe about my penis. Ever since my wife made a jibe about my penis being small, my self-esteem has been on the floor. But what hasn't been on the floor is your penis because it's not long enough. I know that's a ridiculous thing to say because who, who's got a penis long enough to just be on the floor? Anyway.
Now, whenever we have sex, it's all I can think about, no matter what I do, and can't shake the underlying feeling that I'm not big enough for her. She's 42. I'm 46. You've been married for 13 years, then she doesn't care about your penis size. If anything, this is got it's all right, Kevin. I like small penises. And you're gonna be like, oh, oh. no, yeah, look, you gotta understand, not all women like big penises, Kev. All right, I had an ex, yeah? I had an ex, he was an athlete, 6'6, six, six, huge, massive, like, seriously, it hurt every time we did it, it hurt. Like, it took me ages to get warmed up for it, and you know, I, when I was on it, I felt like I couldn't even get off it, it was just so. Big, it filled me up, Kevin. But I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was fun. And, and you know. <laughs> yeah, damn. One of them ones. That, that, that's, that, that's what it is. Is it that? Is that she's just dropping all these mad hints? Yeah, I mean, his name was Andros. He was Greek. Yeah, I mean, you're watching something on TV and someone makes a joke about Greek guys being well hung. And, you, and you'll be like, what? That's not true. And, he's, and then you're just there like, well, it's all for fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway. Um, let's see, let's go, let's go. So, so I thought, uh, throughout my life, I've always known my size was was below average. But I thought my wife had never minded. Fair enough. Yet two weeks ago, I overheard her laughing her head off on the phone with a friend. And I couldn't help myself from asking her what was so funny. She went on to tell me about the time before we met when she almost slept with a man. But had to stop when she saw the size of his penis. What, big or small? Big or small? Big or small? What are we guessing, people? Big or small? I think big. Let's go. She couldn't contain the laughter and told me it was the size of a pea. I jokingly asked if it was smaller than me, to which she, to which she replied, "I couldn't say." God, damn! God damn! I wanted to believe that she was joking, but part of me knew that there was some seriousness to her comment. She could tell I was hurt and quickly apologised. Promised me she didn't mean it. Yet ever since then, I can't get it off my mind. My confidence was hit by an all-time low. And I feel so unworthy. Listen, listen, here's what you need to do. You need to be mad problematic, son. Yeah? When she's going down on you, you get your cock. And you just shove it in her mouth. Right down the throat. And when she's like, Kevin, what are you doing? Just talking with perfect diction because your penis is small. <laughs> she's like, Kevin, what, what are you doing? Why, 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 are, you, why are you bashing your, your pelvis against my nose? What, what are you doing? You're just, take this. She said, take what? What do you want for dinner? <laughs> hey, that's what you need to do. Bend her over and smash from behind. And she's like, you in yet? <laughs> listen, listen, mate, you got a small cock. Some people have small cocks, some people have big cocks. It is what it is. Don't worry about it, son, all right? You're a grown man, you're married, you're married for 13 years. Don't fuck up your marriage because it's in your head. But here's the thing, though. I'm not going to dismiss your feelings. You have to just be honest with her and you tell her how you feel. But look, what I did make me feel this, this, and hopefully, 
her being your wife, she'll say something that will boost your ego. Boost your ego. And you'll be like, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. And that's what will happen. Or she's going to be an absolute bitch. And she'll be like, oh, shut your small cock up, you whiny little cocked bastard. All right? Anyway, people, that is the end of the pods. Very late, but who cares? It's done. Now, I will speak to you lot in a couple of days. Maybe tomorrow. I'm after to record the next episode tomorrow because I'm busy Sunday and Monday. Maybe I have to wait till Monday to record the next one. Maybe that's the best thing to do. Let some things happen in my life and then I'll record the pod on Monday. All right, there it is. Right, anyway, pods, shut up. This ain't gone. Bye.